0: this episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm small business insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Ready? Mm -hmm. Josh? Hey, this is
0: Josh. Who's calling? Oh my God, no way. (laughs) Yes, Way, what's
2: up? My name's Eddie.
0: A few weeks ago, we asked you to call in and give your 30 second elevator pitch for your business. And you crazy kids went nuts. The phone rang off the hook.
3: Hi, this is Maria. I can't believe I actually got through. You made
4: it through. (laughs) Hey, Josh. This is Mike Heller. How you doing? Hey, Josh. How you doing? It's me, Janelle. Hi, Janelle. I got my mom sitting here dialing
1: nonstop. I made her take off from work today.
0: You brought your mom's too. So cute. Now, we've done this before. We took your calls and picked a winner, Lee Isaacson with the dating app Dig, And when she pitched our investors, she secured the bag. So here's what's going to happen today. First, we're going to hear as many 30-second pitches as we can. Producers Kareem Maddox and Heather Rogers join me in the studio for that. Then the three of us are going to whittle it down to one. One human is going to put it all on the line and come pitch our investors. But wait, there's more. You, dear listeners, will get to vote on your favorite caller. Who will then get to come pitch our investors to? Okay, let the games begin.
5: Okay, ready? Yep.
0: Hello, this is Josh.
5: Hey, Josh, Scott DeBerry, Colin. How you been?
0: Hey, I'm excited to hear your 30 second elevator pitch.
5: All right, we've coupled the practice of stock trading with fantasy sports to create stock up sports. Stockupsports.com will allow users on our platform to buy, sell, and trade stock in athletes of the world's major sports. With unlimited potential earnings for the customer and the company, Stockup Sports will change fantasy sports in the way it's played. Thank you.
0: Hold on a second. So you're talking about creating, like, the New York Stock Exchange, instead of instead of company tickers, you've got, like,
4: Stock tickers, uh,
0: sport tickers. Sport tickers. So, like, L.E.B. would be like, I'm investing in LeBron. I I expect his stock price to go up over the next 10 years, so I'm going to put some money in LeBron. That's right.
6: That's
5: exactly (laughs) right. And and every every game, every game that goes up based on points, based on wins, losses, things like
0: that. Points for thinking outside of the box, because that's kind of crazy.
7: Yeah. Scott, why isn't it just, like, a prop bet? Like, I could bet on lebron like over under 21 points on any given night when isn't that kind of the same thing i'm just taking a that's the short-term play
5: yeah yeah and 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 because that's that's available because it's gambling and you can do that other places with fantasy sports you buy into it once the season's over it's over as josh said this carries on for 10 years if you stay in it you have players in every sport so you have a vested interest all year long
0: all right scott thanks for calling in
5: see you bye
0: another one another one coming in yeah go ahead I'm ready. Hello, this is Josh. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. This is Said and Fiza.
3: Hi, Josh.
0: I'm excited to hear your 30 second pitch.
3: OK, great. So my name is Faisal Malik, and I'm the CEO and founder of a divorce application called Split. And this is my partner, Said. Uh, we're building an online platform that makes filing for divorce easy and affordable. Split is a tool that collects all of the relevant information from the user, fills out the right forms, and guides them through the filing process. Why we're doing this is because divorce is expensive and complicated. This is a $30 million market, and we're trying to help thousands of Canadians.
0: That's crazy. All right, time is up. I totally get it. You're helping disrupt marriages all across Canada, which is great.
3: (laughs) We're not. We are a married couple. (laughs) Uh,
0: So you're at least united in that pursuit. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and how are things going? Is it a big, booming business? Uh, we're we're sort of pre-sales.
3: We're in the alpha uh, phase right now of the, of the business.
0: Okay. Well, Saeed and Faza, thank you so much for calling in. Great. Thank you so much.
8: Thank
2: you. Right.
0: Bye now. Splitting people up since uh, 1999.
8: <laughs> how to make it easier to get...
0: A divorce. Unhitched. I just
7: Googled divorce app. We got Divorceify. <laughs> <laughs> Among others
0: Hello this is Josh
1: Hey Josh
4: this is Josh
0: (laughs) What's going on Josh Hello this is Josh Oh it didn't work Who's calling? Can you you hear us okay? You're on mute if you're talking We just lost him That sucks Are you in a shopping center or something?
3: I am at a hair salon
0: Uh oh Something just shut off you say Dara? Der- Derek.
1: I gotta get to the under, man. I gotta pull him on that. Area. Hey! It. I used to work at Tesla.
0: Hey, this is, this is Josh. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? You're a little hard to hear.
1: Oh, sorry, I'm in my truck.
7: <laughs> is there any way to switch to your handset? I know that's illegal, uh, so maybe... <laughs>
1: Is this better on speakerphone? That is. Yeah.
7: That, that's a little better.
1: Okay. So, hi, I'm Deluxe, founder of Bib Technologies, Business in a Box. We are a sustainable business enablement platform offering a micro EV truck with a focus in the food and delivery sector. The Bib truck is a lease-to-own concept for B2B featuring low overhead operations versus traditional brick and mortar. Our vision for food delivery is an Amazon locker on wheels concept that uses a mobile app to operate, and we package this into a turnkey enterprise platform. Our MVP in market today is called Bro, the modern day ice cream truck of the future, featuring a sustainable, healthy treat on the go. Thanks, guys. Uh,
0: wow, um, uh, yeah. like, so the ice cream truck is like your first version, but you're, I don't know if I get it. <laughs>
1: What is it? Okay, so we built a uh, sustainable vehicle that runs on pure energy, solar, energy storage, and electric. That's micro. Oh, okay. Think of like a utility, like golf cars. And we built it um, with my partner, Michael. We built it at Tesla. We were in the solar division there.
0: Oh, you worked at Tesla?
1: Yeah, yeah, I worked at Tesla. I left recently uh, to go full-time into the startup. So we kind of built like a yogurt land on wheels. And so it, it runs on pure energy. It runs 12 hours a day. And we've been serving downtown Los Angeles. And in the midst of that, we've been approached by many different concepts from marijuana to Bitcoin to food and delivery. And we're building a second unit that would be like an Amazon locker on wheels.
7: It's not a food truck. I know LA is
0: famous for food trucks. He's just building the sustainable electric vehicle by which you could run any mobile business on.
1: Yeah, the prototype, is, the prototype is considered a food truck or food cart. What makes it unique is it can go on sidewalks and it can go places where their food trucks can't.
0: All right. Thanks for calling in. All right, Josh. Have a good one. Bye. See ya. It's just a golf
8: cart.
7: I, don't I just know. feel like I could get a golf cart elsewhere.
0: <laughs> but it's not electric. <laughs> but not electric. Like, it's not a... self-sustaining. Right. That's what he's... I don't Solar know. Solar-powered golf... Cards. I feel like you guys are harder on me. You're just like, this is dumb. <laughs> it's a dumb idea. I don't get it.
8: We're usually right, John. For
0: five hundred
7: and nineteen dollars from Walmart, you can get a solar powered golf cart. Okay. <laughs> I I don't buy it. <laughs> it's right here on Walmart's
0: website. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sure what he's doing is leagues more advanced than that. I'm pretty sure I get what DeLoss is doing with those golf carts, but the fact is, some pitches are just a lot easier to understand than others. <phone rings> CBD drink, this is what this is. Dare to keep kids off of drugs, dare to keep kids off of social media. Okay, so you do like oil changes and you do it all mobile? So you're taking the concept of like people who go to grave sites and you're trying to make that a, a virtual experience. I confess, I don't get it. Are these the cryo tanks you're talking about? That's crazy. It's like a Geiger counter for the sun. Cool. More crazy ideas when we come back. Laundromats, zombies, and a place to park your kids. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on this show and one thread that connects them all they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. Okay, we're getting one step closer to finding our big winner. And remember, listen for your favorite, because at the end, we'll put things to a vote.
2: Hello, this is Josh. Hey, Josh, this is Liam. Hi, Liam.
0: I'm excited to hear your
2: pitch. Awesome. All right. VR is currently unsuccessful, not because hardware is too expensive, but because it's an inherently solo experience that doesn't add enough value to the space. We're pioneering VR versus crowd gaming so that VR players can play against their friends on the couch, crowds at events, or streaming fans online. Our first game is a horror entry that takes the spirit of grabbing your friend's ankles while they're in (laughs) VR and puts it onto your phone. We realize... (laughs) Sorry. Who doesn't want to grab their friend's ankles in VR? (laughs) That's exactly what we thought, and we're giving you a lot more power. And so we released the game stores in October, and we'll be renting out VR booths to different events.
0: What's the name of the game? Grab Your Friend's Ankles?
2: <laughs> Rayco's Fragment.
0: Rayco's Fragment. That's definitely a better name than <laughs> Grab Your Friend's. Okay. And then, so then, <laughs> I'm just trying to set up this game in my head. Are you like, all right, friend, I want you to try out this game. You invite them to, like, log in, and they don't know what's happening, and then all of a sudden you grab their ankles? They're like, what is the... <laughs> Like, they have to know when they start the game, like, somebody's going to grab my ankles, so I'm going to be ready for this.
2: It's not actual physical grabbing of the ankles, but it's in the spirit. So it's, you know, <laughs> turning on and off a light, um, summoning the ghost on them. Is this
0: a thing that I'm just, like, I'm not getting, like, um, like grabbing someone's ankles? Is that, like, a, a type of thing people do to mess with their friends?
2: Yeah, exactly. You want to mess with your friends from the couch. So you would, like, grab their ankle while they're playing Resident Evil or something, and they would just freak out thinking that zombie really got them. Right. Um,
0: All right. Thanks, Liam, for
2: calling in. Thanks, Josh. Bye.
0: Bye. I suddenly have the urge to grab someone's ankles. (laughs) Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Who's calling?
9: This is Tiffany Walling McGarrity. I'm one of the three founders from Metapixel. Metapixel was born out of the need as a photographer for over 20 years to protect, promote, and monetize my digital work. This brought me to have an awareness that there are over 2.5 billion images stolen and 600 billion in lost revenue daily. Metapixel is a peer-to-peer authentication software that encrypts digital media with a secure proof of ownership. It locks in metadata, protecting any media, along with registration on the blockchain.
0: Okay, wow, so you've got a, essentially it's this platform where people uh, upload their photos, your software then goes and finds if anybody's using their photo and somehow takes them down.
9: It locks in the, the important metadata into the image itself so it cannot be destroyed through
8: cropping, screenshots, anything like that.
0: Okay, it sounds like a really smart use of the blockchain.
8: So what happens if you find somebody who's altered an image? Do you have like a squad that you send in?
0: The goon squad.
8: Yeah, it will notify you.
9: And then we are talking with lawyers to um, help reach out to those people.
0: Got it. Tiffany, thank you so much for calling in.
9: Uh, Thank you for your time. And I hope that I get to hear from you guys again soon.
0: All right. Sounds good. I like her. I like that one. Yay. All right. Uh, Answering. Yeah. Hello. This is Josh.
3: Hi, Josh.
0: Hi. Who's this?
3: Okay. My name is Kimberly Lankart and I'm the CEO of Pago. It's an online marketplace for flexible parenting. Parents have the ability to book childcare anytime at any location and daycares are enabled to monetize unused capacity and earn bonus revenue. So basically you think Airbnb for childcare. I'm seeking seed funding to launch in Central Texas, and I estimate the market size in that region alone is 10 to $15 million per year. And then from there, we plan to grow nationally, potentially even globally.
0: Wow. Kimberly, uh, that's a nice, tight pitch, and I get the problem you're solving. And I think it's really interesting that you're using unused capacity of daycares to fulfill the unmet needs of people who need babysitters. Um, Do you have a background in building tech companies or businesses like this?
3: So I've been in um, the tech industry for about three years. I was previously in oil and gas, but I worked for a robotics company. Ah. And I started as an applications engineer on cloud software for industrial robots. And now I'm the product manager of that cloud software. So, uh, yes, I'm very familiar.
0: That makes sense. That translates. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for calling in. Okay, great. All right. Fine.
7: Yeah, I don't have kids, but do people, would you just drop your kids off at like, would look on an app and be like, oh, this place is like nearby, four stars. And then you get there and it's like <laughs> dirty
0: or something. Like, I don't know. Like, is that going to cause like extra? Yeah, I, don't know. I would probably also look up reviews on Google Maps or Yelp or other places.
8: Okay, ready?
4: Hello, this is Josh. Hey, Josh. I think I just hit the, the 2,000 mark, and I was tapping away.
8: Whoa, you called 2,000 times? 2,000
4: times? times? Yep. On my iPhone, it stopped tracking like previous calls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for being persistent. <laughs> you finally got through. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So it's called Tap for Service, and it's a SaaS platform that enables small and medium-sized service companies to offer uh, booking and ordering online. Um, so a lot of these like smaller companies like laundromats and dry cleaners, carpet cleaning, auto detailers, they're kind of stuck in the past, in the, the dark age. Um, so we're here to provide them apps and websites and technology needs to bring them into the, the 21st century. Right on.
8: What does it actually do?
4: Imagine you are a mom and pop shop and you offer, um, let's say, carpet cleaning, right? So if you wanted to have your own website with uh, booking capabilities and online credit cards, um, you might have to spend $20,000 right, on an overseas team to create you a website and to have a custom mobile app. So instead of them doing that, we are providing a platform, and it gives them all of that like white labeled software as if they did it themselves.
0: All right, Brian, thank you for calling in and hitting the call button <laughs> 2,000 times. That's insane. You got it. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
8: How you doing,
0: Josh? I'm good. This is fun.
8: Ready, Freddie?
6: Yep.
10: Hey, Josh. Thorwood, founder of SnapShift. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm doing really well. I'm excited to hear your 30-second pitch.
10: Wonderful. Excited to give it to you. Our labor marketplace connects understaffed food and beverage and hospitality operations with qualified industry workers on demand. Our technology eliminates the major cost and time killer of these businesses with a positive socioeconomic impact on the professionals. We launched in January of last year and currently have 22,000 professionals, 350 customers, and we're growing revenue 36% month over month. And we have a 90% fulfillment rate. That's three times the industry average. Thank you.
0: That Wow. Hey, that's a good pitch right there, Thor. Um... <laughs> actually really get this, but like it makes a lot of sense to me. But I'm curious, is there a certain type of restaurants or stores that really take to this and really use it?
10: Excellent question. And it's across the board. Uh, so we've got everything from hole in the wall, you know, mom and pop operations to corporate chains, um, and as well as full service hotels, you know, major arenas. Um, and, and we've identified that our ideal customer is one that has a hierarchy uh, of command.
0: So in a way, you're a temp agency that's an app so that it all happens automatically and, and it's specific to the restaurant industry.
10: Yeah, we target temp agencies and we look to move them off the earth, basically. Uh,
0: <laughs> cool. I'm I'm all for it, Thor. Get those temp agencies and boot them to Asgard. we <laughs> Will do. <laughs> all right. Thanks for calling it.
10: Thanks, Josh. Big fan. Take care.
0: Bye. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was an Avengers reference. Thor. Sorry, I got it. You got, you got it? I got the Asgard yes. yes! That's what I meant. Was it too forced? <laughs> three and a half hours, 50 calls, three cokes, and a takeout salad later. I was exhausted. And so were Kareem and Heather. But we weren't done yet. We each picked a couple pitches that we really liked, and we did some research called the founders back to learn a bit more, and then each of us chose a favorite that we really wanted on the show. A week later, we convened in a hallowed place, Gimlet's Studio 6. We sealed the door. No one could leave until we had chosen one winner. After the break, for the first time ever, we reveal the top secret tapes of our clandestine negotiation. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, okay. Hi, guys. Here we are. We're back. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're here to discuss, nay, argue about who, which caller should come on the show and pitch our investors. Who wants to throw the first punch? So I picked Brian
7: with a tap for service. Love it. Aha. Nice. I think this is one of those, like, one of those pitches that investors love because it's like an antiquated industry that people aren't thinking about uh, innovating in. And a lot of these laundromats are like mom and pop shops. This just makes their lives a lot easier rather than having to go build their own website and build their own app. Okay. Heather.
8: And I'm going with Tiffany and Metapixel.
0: Why Metapixel?
8: I just I think the founder's really smart. I think it's a super interesting idea, and I think there's a pretty big market for it.
0: Okay. So my pick is Thor Wood with Snapshift, the Asgardian. I love it because if you guys don't know, like turnover in the restaurant industry is brutal. Like most jobs, most positions, the average is less than two months that people stick around.
8: Are you sure? Am I sure? Yeah.
0: I've got an $800 billion behemoth right here. This is the entire restaurant industry in the U.S.
8: All right, let's talk about market size. Every day, there are two and a half billion images that are stolen. And that equates to $600 billion of losses daily in copyright what? payments. That's globally.
0: That's bonkers. How, how, do, 600 billion, how do you even value the lost?
8: Even if it's a $300 billion a day loss... You know, like that's a huge market.
7: Okay, are you guys are you guys done? Do you want to hear the winner now? Or <laughs> do you <laughs> or should we spend more time on your guys' companies?
0: There's a third person in the ring. Oh my god, it's three person boxing.
7: Yeah. Uh, it's more like WWE. <laughs> I'm throwing the folding chair right now. <laughs> because uh, Brian said that there's fifteen thousand laundromats in the US. And he said there would be paying about a hundred bucks a month. I think that that adds up to a lot in subscription revenue. So it's recurring. And also, uh, Brian wants to expand to other industries. Like what? Auto detailers, lawn care companies, things like that. So I think as far as market size goes, tap for service is our our best bet.
0: Let's say it works, Kareem. Yeah. Does it add up to more than 800 billion dollars? Cuz that's my number.
8: Yeah, you need to stop using this 800 billion dollar figure.
0: Why? Is it hurts?
8: No, cuz it's not true. That's the whole restaurant industry. That's like how much they sell. That's not like how much workers make. That's not You know what I mean? Like I don't know what you're talking about when you right. say that. Right. They
0: can't get that entire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got specifics. So he thinks there are 104,000 total potential customers that would pay an average of $50,000 a year. So that's a $5 billion industry.
8: Uh-huh, $5 billion. It's a fraction of what Metapixel could make, but if you think it's big, that's cool.
0: Well, can you back that up? How many customers? Yeah, so
8: they basically at this point don't have any real competition,
0: Hold on a second. (laughs) Yes. Let's not forget about Facebook and Google, right? Like they have more images than anybody else. And they are going to have to create this tool themselves.
8: They haven't done it. So they're
0: totally competition.
8: They haven't done it yet.
0: Yeah, but they will. Like they're not going to use Metapixel.
8: Yeah, I, I beg to differ. Like, for example, they're meeting today with Adobe because Adobe doesn't have anything that works as well.
0: Adobe still exists? Are they still oh, come a on!
8: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, the big companies are interested.
0: Well,
7: speaking of competition, Josh, let's talk about SnapShift. Oh. Yeah, I just did a quick Google search, and it uh, seems like there's a lot of competition oh, no. here. <laughs> Graham's
8: um, Googling again.
7: Including oh, on-demand-staffing.jobs. Uh, there's another company called Wanalo, and it looks like even Uber is getting into the space.
8: Josh, what did he say about competition?
0: He says that there's a lot of competition. What? It's just an argument for the fact that uh, it's there's a lot of opportunity here, and investors like to invest in this space. He doesn't see it as a problem.
8: That's an interesting interpretation. <laughs>
0: I just want to throw out one other anecdote here. Thor's five-year-old comes running into the office every time Thor starts playing an episode of The Pitch because she hears the theme music and just has to listen to the show.
8: (laughs) Thor is kissing your ass.
0: Yep. (laughs) Sure is. (laughs) I have no qualms with that whatsoever.
8: Kareem, who do you think?
7: I, for me, Tap for Service is just like, I understand it the most. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a plug and play thing. Like you just get people using it and it
0: it's something that makes their lives easier. Yeah. Kareem, like I know you like Tap for Service, but if you look at the numbers, it's still a smaller business than mine or Heather's.
8: Right. Like when I think about this business, I just think about there's 15,000 laundromats around the country. Even if all of them sign up, like that still isn't that big of a business, like venture backable business. Like I just sort of don't see it. Yeah, exactly.
7: Yeah. 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 No, I think that that could be true. I think it's probably a little early and, um, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to track Brian and I'm going to fight for him another day, maybe at a, a, another (laughs) recording event. Yeah. I'm, uh, tapping for service out. I'm done um, I'm throwing in the towel it's over alright it's just down to you and me Heather
8: well I still think I think Metapixel has a lot more promise
0: in in the sense that there are lots of images stolen each year yes but you can't capitalize on all the images stolen each year you have to go after Facebook and Google which make up a big <laughs> chunk of the market and it all depends on whether they can sell them yeah yeah so totally. no your so 600 totally. billion is bullshit <laughs> If you're going to piss on my 800 billion, your 600 billion is even flakier.
8: Even if it's a fraction, a tiny fraction of that, say 10 billion. That's twice. That's bigger than my 5 billion. Yes.
0: I'm just saying. But at least my 5 billion is based on numbers and actual evidence of customers. If you're going to throw stones, how many customers do you have for Metapixel and how much are they paying per year?
8: So they don't have any customers yet. What? So, yeah.
0: They're pre-revenue? Yep. Heather, that's not going to pass the Michael Hyatt test. Well,
8: maybe we can do it without Michael Hyatt in the room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I don't think that bodes well for your uh your pick.
8: Yeah.
0: Honestly, if you look at SnapShift, since 2019, they've brought on or since the beginning of 2019, they've brought on 140 restaurants and they've got 86% retention. Wow. From those restaurants throughout the whole year.
8: Those are good numbers.
0: Those are solid numbers. I don't know,
7: Heather. It's not looking good.
8: (laughs) You're not going to abandon me, are you? Yeah,
7: I think I'm jumping ship.
8: You know what's totally crazy is like, I have to say, I think the investors are going to go for Snapshift. I hate to admit it, but I think it's true. Oh my gosh. I have to concede. I won!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel so I feel so excited. I'm sorry, you guys played well. You fought hard. You did your best. Congrats. Thanks. I guess I gotta call Thor. Yeah. Hopefully he's on planet. Oh, this is Thor. Hey Thor. Guess what? What? You're coming on the show. No shit. Excuse my (laughs) language. You're excused. That's amazing. Don't screw it up.
10: (laughs) All right.
0: So we've got our pick. Now it's time for you to pick yours. The people's choice, as we call it. You can vote for your favorite pitch that we heard from the show. Grab your ankles VR, the solar golf cart, whatever business you think deserves investment. Vote right now by going to thepitch.show slash vote. We'll leave voting open until November 13th. Whoever wins will get to come on and pitch our investors. Now, some of you are probably wondering, what about the last time we did this? Who won the People's Choice from the first call-in show? Well, I'll tell you, you all voted overwhelmingly in favor of Hector Morales. He's the guy with a retail store selling sofas in Miami. They wanted to expand and start manufacturing his own line of couches under the name Luxology. So, Hector got the chance to come pitch our investors at our studios in Brooklyn. And Hector's pitch, well, we'll just let Hector tell the story.
6: Yeah, I was beyond nervous. Like, I don't know if you saw that I took like a shot of, I forgot what, like whiskey or something.
0: <laughs> no, I remember, I remember somebody came in the studio and they said, Hector needs a shot. I was like, what? <laughs> what, he needs a shot of, okay. Somebody find him some booze. <laughs> <laughs> well the weirdest thing right is what you said after you took the shot you're like and i don't even drink either i never drink it's true i don't so hector takes a shot of whiskey and walks in the room to pitch the investors here's what that sounded like
6: if i look nervous it's because i am so i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> very sorry about that no worries um um should i just jump right in or yeah, yeah. go for it take okay. us there We are a 2.0 version. I'm so sorry. I'm really that nervous. Okay, so we are a 2.0 version of furniture online shopping for the nation. The old way is to buy uh, from a furniture from a big box store that is local to your, to where you live, and you may find one or two options that you like. And it comes. In so one what time. happened? I basically could not remember like the first sentence, so I forgot it all, and I had to look at you my couldn't laptop remember your as pitch? I pitched. No, not at all. That's like, not of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it went completely out the window. I had to stare at my laptop as I talked to them, which I felt bad about, but I just I couldn't figure out another way to do it.
0: Hector's pitch never got any better. He kept stumbling and wasn't able to clearly explain his ideas. So needless to say, his pitch didn't get any investment. In fact, that was one of Hector's last pitches for Lexology ever.
6: Yeah, I have bad news. It it uh it didn't work out.
0: Oh, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that.
6: Yeah, it didn't work out. It's just um, it was costing too much to maintain the project, and I couldn't find the funding to to continue maintaining it. So I'm, I'm moving forward. I've even selling my retail business that I've had for ten years. So oh, I'm wow. selling that to to the highest bidder.
0: You're closing up shop.
6: Yeah, so that that's done. All the machinery is being auctioned off in a few days.
0: Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what happened? Well, Hector told us that he just basically ran out of money. After pitching the investors on our show, he met with a few more VCs, and they all had one big issue with Hector's business. Manufacturing in the U.S. would be too expensive, and Hector wouldn't be able to compete. Since he didn't get investment, Hector turned to his bank to keep the company afloat.
6: So we had, uh, you know, a $900,000 loan. So that that loan was funding it, but then it, it ran dry. I had requested eighty-two thousand uh, as part of the funding agreement, and they denied it. So I was like, I, I responded to them basically telling them, that "If this doesn't, this this doesn't get funded, then we're gonna close up shop." And they said, "Well, I'm sorry, then <laughs> we close up shop." So,
0: what? Why would they do that?
6: They felt like they were throwing good money after bad money because we hadn't generated revenues yet. But it's like we were literally days away i mean it was like two days after they told me no the website finally went live um my marketing guy was ready to go everything was ready it was like literally two days after they emailed me that and then i told them that everything's ready and they still wouldn't do it
0: hector i know you were so close i mean i know
6: i know and on that exact moment i basically had to let everybody go which i did which was terrible
0: that sucks man I mean, you you didn't even really get a chance to get this to market.
6: I didn't, but I went all in, and I and you know I have no regrets. And I'm actually excited about this whole thing because now that you know I've had time to be creative, I have two businesses that I'm working on. One of them is kind of a spin off of Luxology, so a smaller version and a business-to-business version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be that'll be up and running in about mm, two to three months.
0: You know, this this reminds me of a song. What song? Because it goes like this. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. Love that song. <laughs> oh,
6: my gosh. Great song. Great song.
7: I'm glad you got him on the phone. That sounds actually really brutal. I feel bad for him. I do, too. Yeah.
8: I'm glad he didn't become an alcoholic,
7: though. Oh, God. That would have sucked. <laughs>
0: our show is hosted by me josh Muccio. we're produced by heather rogers and kareem maddox we are edited by sarah saracen and blythe terrell theme music by the musemaker original compositions from breakmaster cylinder and the musemaker we are mixed by enoch kim thanks again to everyone who called in you guys were awesome you can follow The Pitch on Spotify to listen for free or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. See you then. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.